Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing. Nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. All right, welcome in to a Wednesday edition of the JP Peterson Show, coming to you from RHS Studios over here in St. Petersburg, Florida. JP is in Las Vegas this week, taking in the match this weekend between Clay, or, uh, yeah, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry versus Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. He's going to join us here in just a little bit. He's having some some little technical uh, difficulties over there in Las Vegas, so he's going to get on here in just a little bit. Got a big show today. The Rays last night put up a little bit of a stinker in Game 1 against Arizona. Todd Bradley, the worst start of his Major League Baseball career. Evan Longoria, who I've advocated to, to come back for the Rays because we're all about fun, tells the Rays that you should have signed me <laughs> a little bit last night. He was great, so we'll get into that. And some comments that he made, by the way, as well, about his time in Tampa Bay and some potential interest the Rays had in him in the offseason. Uh, Alan Snell, the Las Vegas uh, business, is going to uh, sportsbiz.com is going to join us at 10.15 today. And Scott Reynolds is going to join us from the Pewter Report at 10.30. We'll get into some Bucks talk and so much more. Some lightning talk probably going to come today with a recent report about the status of Alex Colorn and how those contract negotiations are going. But without further ado, I believe I see him. He's popped in here. And that is JP. Let me uh, move the things around here real quick. And... Get him on. JP, you hear me okay? Hello, my friend. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We got you. All right. Wow. What an ordeal that was. <laughs> yes, technology in the uh, in the in these times. Out of that. There's so many people here. I think they have overwhelmed the technology, the Wi-Fi. The, and we, try, we tried the iPhone. We tried the, the, the Wi-Fi here at the Planet Hollywood. Finally, I think we get it all worked out. So good morning to you from Vegas. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Just set up the show there. Told Alan Snell coming on at 10.15. Scott Reynolds at 10.30. The Rays last night. Some lightning. I think we're going to get into some good lightning talk today as well with some yes, news going yes. on there. The NHL draft, which is in Las Vegas, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is tonight as well. Right? The NHL draft. Yes. Yes. The, the lightning have... One pick in the NHL draft, so I paid absolutely zero attention to the NHL draft whatsoever, except for Connor Bedard. I think we know where, where that's going. Um, other than that, um, no no, re- no reason to delve into anything with the with the with the Lightning and the and the draft. But it finally got here to Vegas. Um, it's been a while since I've been here in Vegas, so it's it, there's a lot that's different. Um, Caesar's Palace has grown in, enormously. Uh, right across the street from we're right across from the Bellagio Fountains. So we got. The, I was trying to get you guys a shot of the, of the of the mountains here, but the sun is behind me, so I can't do that because I'm I'd be totally backlit. So I had this whole thing set up. We got this view, beautiful view of the mountains and and the new sphere out here where they're going to have all the concerts. But we couldn't do that, so you'll just get some cheesy art in our hotel room here behind me, and that's about all we're going to get. So um, yeah, but Vegas is just it's. I don't know the last time you were out here, but it's um, it is just the most ridiculous display of gaudy wealth 
and uh, debauchery that you you could ever just walking down Las Vegas Boulevard last night, and you know all the ladies are out in their costumes. You know, there's uh, Granny doing hula hoops. Like that's a 65 year old Granny that's doing hula hoops out there doing crazy stuff. Dudes had a guy walk up to me, a guy in a Captain America outfit, uh, young fella, and he said, "Yeah, he said you're the most handsome man on the strip. Are you single?" I'm like, oh. And he says, oh, I see you're with a lovely lady there. And yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't know what he was fishing for, but obviously it was money. And uh, so that was my, that was the high point of the night. That's, a hell, night. that's a hell of getting, a compliment. That's getting a hell hit of on a compliment. By, getting hit on by Captain America. Did you get, so I got that going for did me. Did you get any offers for some, some paraphernalia or anything? <laughs> plenty of that. Plenty of that. And uh, lots of uh, strip club offers and things like that. But we're... We're just settling in for the for the week. We got we got the uh, we're we're here to for a lot of different reasons. But uh, Patrick, the Patrick Mahomes for the match, the golf match on Thursday, which will be tomorrow. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey versus Steph and Clay, and I'm pretty sure Draymond's not going to be there, but he might be. He, Draymond might be there and supporting his team, although he's probably going to Sacramento. If anybody cares about that, uh, we'll see how that works out. And uh, see a couple shows out here. Uh, they're already getting ready for the F1 a race that's coming up in November. Some repaving going on. Las Vegas Boulevard causing a lot of crazy-ass traffic. Uh, so this is an incredible... Las Vegas has developed into an incredible sports city. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. Alan Snell is going to join us uh, with the uh, Las Vegas... Um, what is it? LasVegasSportsBiz.com. LVSportsBiz.com. He used to write for the Tribune, but now he's out here covering. And in, in, in the last, obviously, four or five years since, um, or six years since NHL came here, uh, obviously the Raiders came here, the A's are coming here. So since Allen got here, it has exploded as a sports market. It's always been, you know, it was always been the mecca for boxing. You know, the big fights, the Las Vegas fights, which um, I've never covered a big fight in Vegas. Never done that. Really, that's kind of on my bucket list. Would like to do that. They have the MMA out here. There's, I mean, it has become a hub of business. The NBA um, Summer League, uh, Wimbanyana is coming out here in a couple weeks for the NBA Summer League. So there's a lot of buzz about that. So Vegas has become kind of a sports hub. You know, growing up for me, it was just, you know, Vegas was a place you went to sports bet. That was it, right? That was, the, you know, it was cool to go to the sports book. Now there's sports booked everywhere. So now it has become a hub for uh, professional sports, and I don't know. I, you know, it looks like the A's are going to make it here, but I still I'm not sure if that's that's really a done deal. They've appropriated the money. We'll talk to Alan about that to see how much that's done. So um, yeah, a lot of interesting things going on in Vegas here from the sports uh, standpoint, and um, you know, obviously with the Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup, it has really put them on the map. And I, you know, from what I hear, the cup is everywhere in Vegas. I mean, it is at every hotel, every bar, you know, like it was in Tampa. But it's, you know, at these clubs and everything else. So, yeah, we might see the cup tonight. Who knows? That'd be great. I've never been to Las Vegas. You know you know me, my whole, my whole plane situation. I've never been to Las Vegas. It's never really been on my bucket list, if I'm being honest, either. Because it doesn't seem like my kind of vibe. You know how I kind of, I'm not a late night owl kind of guy. Right. And Las Vegas looks like one of those, one of those places where there's stuff going on at 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. in the morning, probably. But everybody tells you, though, it's one of those places. It's like New York. You probably should go at least once. It's yeah. see it. 
Yeah, you got to you got to come here and see it. It's a spectacle. It is an absolute spectacle in so many ways. And and uh, you know, and now as I said, it's become you know, for, as a sportscaster, you're going to come here and cover big events. There's just you know, no way around it. And you know, nobody does big events like Vegas. That's that's what they say, right? Nobody. Does, I, hey, listen, I like the way Tampa Bay does big events. It's a little different, obviously. You know, you've got the the beaches, the water. Uh, a lot of things for people to do in that realm, um, but Vegas is different. It's it's nightlife. It's big shows. I mean, everybody's out here doing a show. Uh, Keith Urban is here in residency. Uh, who else do we see? Miranda Lambert is out here. Um, uh, this uh, Katy Perry's out here. They're, everybody's got a show out here. Kevin Hart is out here. They got a show. So and there's you know the absent show is a big one which we're going to, and O is another show with a big O. These acrobatic, uh, kind of sexy shows out here—they're very, very big. So it's just—it's just—it's unlike any place you know in America. Anyway, I know there's Dubai and some other places are very Vegas-esque, but it's—it's uh, it's just very different. And it's—I'm not a—you know—I'm not a late-night club guy anymore either. I'm—I'm um, I'm, I'm more about going to the sports books and seeing some of the shows. But coming for an event like the golf event, it's going to be cool. It's going to be a really interesting vibe. Is it in the city? Like, what's like? Where's the course at? Is it like in the city, or is it like on like, yeah. the outskirts? Yeah, there's like one golf course just off the strip, uh, the Win, and that's that's where they do it. I'm pretty sure that that that's where they're having it. So I better find out because we got to go tomorrow. Um, but yeah, that's that's where they did the other match, I believe. So yeah, it's right off the strip, and it's, you know, possible golf course to get on. Uh, but they and it should be that should be fun. I haven't really delved into it a lot, but uh, Mahomes and Kelsey and Steph and Clay. I mean, Steph and Mahomes are are really, really good golfers. I don't know about the other two. I don't know about the other two, so I'm not exactly but – I, but I know this. It's going to be entertaining. I think it's going to be really entertaining. Hey, I learned I learned yesterday because of the Bucks YouTube. I don't know if you saw it. Baker Mayfield's a 12 handicap. Did you yes, see that? You I see that little see that. video they put out there? He was, she, he was out there playing with Casey Phillips, With right? Casey Phillips, yeah, and he's a lefty. Of everything he yeah. does, he says he does golf as the one thing that he does lefty, and he revealed that he was a 12 handicap. It didn't look too pretty, if I'm being honest. And it, oh, looked like, really? and it looked like they were playing at, like, Rocky Point, of all places. I couldn't really tell, but it looked like it was, like... Come on. You could see cars going, and everything looked flat, and kind of, like, just palm trees randomly sprouted. It looked like Rocky Point. And I was what like, do do? what are we doing what, playing at Rocky do do? Point with Baker what are, Mayfield? What are we doing, Buccaneer? Well, it is the closest golf course. Well, no, they could have gone to Palmacia. All they do is call me, and we... Oh, and actually, our course is closed right now, so I couldn't have done that. Uh, but, yeah, right. We're going to go do the Baker Mayfield golf story at Rocky yeah. Point? I look. It could not. I don't know. They Who's the producer of this event? They didn't Call specify me. what it was. I'm just trying to use my visuals. It looked like it could have right. been Rocky Point, but again, another little telltale. It tells me that I think I know who the the starter is going to be. If we're going yeah, out of our way to make a, a long yeah. video like that of him playing golf with the with the social media team. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, you know poor Kyle Trask. You know he just doesn't get the opportunity that he uh, that he's. But you know what though? I think he'll at some point he'll get the opportunity. He'll get it. You know whether by by injury or who knows. I think you know he's and he's going to have an opportunity in the preseason. We'll see what happens. But I think by this point, you know all the signs point towards Baker Mayfield. I mean, uh, with with the jargon that Todd Bowles has used in terms of moxie and, and those things that have showed up a couple times when he's talking about what he wants to see in his quarterback. Um, you know, every every other telltale sign says it's Baker Mayfield. And that's a and that's a good thing. That's a really good thing because if it was close, you would say, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield's not that very good. Not not very good. But it's, it it seems like it's not close. 
So it seems like Baker Mayfield has come in here and wowed these coaches with what he can do. Um, and just seeing him run around out there, the little bit I saw in the one practice, you know, he looks he looks the part. He looks every bit the part. And we can't forget, the dude has got skills. He's got skills. I mean, do not forget, he can run. He can throw the ball 70 yards. He, he throws with high velocity. He's got a cannon for an arm. He, he throws very well on the run. He seems absolutely perfect for this offense. Um, he's got targets. I think the offensive line is going to be good. It just To me, that, that offense is all going to be dependent on, on how they can get the communication going early on. Get the communication, get their assignments down. And that's, you know, and that's uh, that's going to be tough if they're splitting a lot of the reps. You know, I was very much in for let's have a full-out competition. But if, if Baker Mayfield has already shown that he's head and shoulders above Kyle Trask, I think the, co- the coaching staff is going to move rather quickly to get him most of the reps and to get this this team humming as quickly as they can to start this season. Yeah, I would that, de- I would definitely pretty much agree with that. And by the way, real quick, because we're on Bucks before we get to before we get to Alan Snell, you know what I just realized. Remember when we were having that hard knocks discussion about the Bucks yes. briefly? And it looks like the Jets are going to get that. Did you remember the fact that the Jets and Bucks are having joint practices during training? Oh, camp? that's right. I just was like, I've just scrolled through Twitter here and it ran in front of me here. August 16th and 17th, they have joint practices. And so if the Jets are, in fact, going to be on hard knocks, you will get a little bit of your Bucks fix there that we were talking wow. about. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that, that episode's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I did that good. Good catch by you. That's good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That that'll, you know, maybe we. Uh, where do they trade? Don't they trade in like East Hempstead or something? The Jets. They don't. They don't train at their facility in nasty New Jersey. Yeah, do I they? don't think so. No. no. I think they go to some pretty place. It's nice and cool in the summertime. Uh, that might be a nice little road trip for the JP Peterson show, huh? Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, we may see Dalvin Cook there as well. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of noise. Dalvin Cook to the Jets. I tell you what, if that if that happens, I mean they're they're the odds-on favorite to win the East anyway. I think they're they're right. Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, that defense. I still told you, Aaron Wilson. I told you even right now, with how loaded the AFC is, I'm still not even sold that New York's getting to the postseason. Really, I'm still not even. I'm not even banking on that. I'm not banking on that right now. See if they get Dalvin Cook. That 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 might change things a little bit. That could change things. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, Alan Snell is going to join us from the LV Sports Biz Journal. Uh, we will talk to him and get a, a, a lay of the land here in Vegas, man. This has become a professional uh, sports hotspot. Uh, the growth is amazing. We'll find out what's going on with the Oakland A's as well as they're moving here to the Strip, evidently. So all things Vegas sports with former Tampa Tribune writer Alan Snell joining us tonight. Stay with us. Guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area modern medicine look testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment it takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness vitality and 
emotional stability, not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by, never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call, 727-894-2929, 727-894-2929, or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa, and for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF, they did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions, they are awesome. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. It's only just begun. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show here live from Las Vegas. As uh, we enjoy a little vacation, a little working vacation out here. And uh, let's uh, welcome in our good friend Alan Snell, formerly of the Tampa Tribune, now working here in Las Vegas. LVSportsBiz.com is the website. Uh, he is the, the absolute go-to guy for anything sports business related, all things stadiums. And, man, <laughs> y'all building some stadiums out here, Alan. What's up, partner? How are you? Can you, can, can you build hey. a baseball stadium in Tampa, for God's sakes? JP, where you're staying, you're just a long 400-foot fly out to the oh, to uh, the proposed A's uh, site right at the Tropicana Corner. You know, uh, things are crazy right now. Uh, I'm looking at the corner right now. Oh, so that's <laughs> where the stadium's going to go. Oh, okay. All right. There you, there you go. So, um, 
You know, this is a state and this is a market that is open to spending public dollars on subsidizing stadiums. I mean, JP, you have been at the forefront of covering the Rays generation long drama for their ballpark. <laughs> yes. And here you show up and bing bingo, you got three hundred and eighty million dollars toward a thirty thousand seat retractable roof stadium at the corner of Tropicana, Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh, frankly, um, it's it's unclear to me how they plan to wedge this retractable roof baseball stadium on nine acres. Keep in mind that wow. under the deal, the land deal specifies that the baseball park would have a nine acre footprint of the 35 acres at the Tropicana Hotel site there. So, you know, people are kind of wondering how they're going to shoehorn a retractable roof baseball stadium on nine acres. That's that's kind of a tight fit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in a matter of eight days, JP, they pass. I mean, <laughs> it's been years and years. I mean, can you imagine taking eight days and getting public funding for a Tampa Bay Rays baseball stadium here in eight days? They had three hearings including a special session up in Carson City and the State Assembly and the State Senate. I was surprised, JP, they passed it actually pretty easily. It was not a close vote. Wow. It was, um, there was obviously some horse trading and also the Republican governor here, we have a new governor, Joe Lombardo, who unseated the incumbent Democrat. Joe Lombardo obviously was behind the Oakland Athletics Baseball Initiative because he was working with two houses, the Senate and the Assembly, that are Democratic controlled, and wow. somehow, you know, he he pulled it off. He, you know, there was some horse trading. Um, he vetoed some bills that were thrown back into the stadium bill to to kind of get that to the finish line. So, thirty thousand seats, retractable roof, right at the corner of Tropicana. That's the baseball stadium. Keep in mind. You're, you're, <laughs> you have a front seat for the Formula One race. We have right. an F1 race November 18th. It's going to be like a three-day extravaganza. They're, they're paving, um, and that's another kind of public issue that has yeah. drawn uh, some public controversy. The F1 organizers want $40 million from Clark County to pave this 3.8-mile circuit, which is going right in front of your hotel, right. and it's going to zip around Harmon, down Coval, down to... There's another incredible building called the Sphere, which I don't think yeah. too much sports would happen there. I think you're talking maybe a boxing match or UFC, but that's the most they can do. It's it's a music, It's As you know, it's, it's a Madison Square yeah. Garden um, yeah. uh, building, 19,000 seats over there on the other end of the Strip. And, uh, you, you know, you you have F1 coming in, and we're hosting the Super Bowl. I mean, Tampa has hosted this the Super Bowl, did. so, yeah. you know, it's kind of old hat for uh, the guys over at um, the Big Sombrero there. But, you know, uh, we it's a big deal here. It's the first yeah. Super Bowl. Uh, Raider Stadium will be hosting that. And we have a Final Four in a few years. So um, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the, the bottom line is, we have a state and a market that's willing to spend money. And as you know, that's tough. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of markets that just have shut the faucet on public money or they're very limited. Here, um, you know, the faucet is, is open. 
Well, you know, it's interesting. It's it's $380 million, which is basically what um, uh, maybe that's about $60 million short of what uh, Hillsborough County has offered the raise just as an, an initial um, and, and I think it'll go it'll go much higher than that when the when the initial deal is done. I, I expect that to be made public in about thirty days. I think that's what the Ken Hagen is telling me that Hillsborough County will will have their 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 next iteration. Um, they, you know they offered they were offering to pay for half the stadium back in twenty eighteen. So it's you, you and you need two to tango. It's up to, and actually now you need three to tango, and that's developer public money and then the private money that comes from the team and but you have to have an owner that's willing to bargain in good faith and we just haven't had that in Tampa Bay that's you know people could say all they want about Hillsborough County and and Pinellas and why can't we get the stadium the reason is Stu Sternberg it's been him it's always been him he hasn't negotiated in good faith because he wants to run out the clock at Tropicana Field because he makes tons of money there there's no reason for him to go spend money on a new stadium when he's printing money at Tropicana Field. Even when a, a lot of people don't show up, he's still making tons of money. So anyway, that's that's another story for another day. But that's why this is getting done in Oakland because you have an ownership group in Oakland that wants to move here and get the deal done. And that's 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 not the case. Yeah, they act, they actually did try to work with the city of Oakland for a, a good three or four years in terms of a really interesting concept. It was going to be kind of like a Stan Kroenke, Englewood kind of deal yeah. where it was going to be a stadium that was going to be at the center of a massive redevelopment project. It was right. a $12 billion project at their waterfront, at their port, and it sounded pie in the sky, but they were not too far away from that. And that's kind of the tragedy. Yeah. I don't know um, if you've been out to Oakland. I've learned a lot about the athletic fans, JP. They are an amazing, yeah. passionate, crazy, zany bunch, and it's killing them to see their team move to Las Vegas. Keep in mind, the one thing to keep in mind is we don't even have a civic organization that right. has recruited the Oakland A's at all. In fact, you had a, a group pop up in Salt Lake City. As you know, you got those guys over in uh, Orlando, which, believe it or not, Orlando gets gets they get more visitors than than uh, even Las Vegas. We a lot of the uh, Oakland Athletic Stadium deal here in Las Vegas is really predicated on the fact that tourists and visitors will be a big chunk of the fans going yeah, to the how game. Do you, how do you think that's going to work? I, I, have you seen Have you seen the Vegas the, the hockey team, which we need to talk about as well? Right. Um, have is that mostly local, or is that are you getting a lot of tourists? Because to me, it seems like there's a lot of local pride in that hockey team, and I think it seems like most of the, those fans are, are local here. Am I wrong? Well, you have you have a really interesting juxtaposition. You have the Vegas Golden Knights, and the secret sauce is that they're homegrown. They came on board. Their first regular season home game was nine days after the October first tragedy on the Strip here. Oh, God. And they have an emotional lock on this market, JP. Yeah. I mean, the Golden Knights, you should have seen the celebration uh, 10 days. You, you know, you just missed the celebration here 10 yeah. days ago. 200,000 strong, lining the strip, lining the plaza, filling the plaza in front of the hockey arena. It was a euphoric outpouring of civic joy that I've never seen anywhere. Mm. First team, first major league team, first homegrown team. Even with a crazy name like the Golden Knights, which has nothing yeah. to do with like Southern Nevada or the desert, right. Right. Um, regardless of the brand name, people are in love with the Golden Knights. You contrast that versus Oakland Athletics. You know, really, it's been only the politicians and the unions and the trades 
uh, and the chambers of commerce that have really mentioned, you know, their support for the Oakland Athletics. And um, you know, you're talking about two completely different animals. And regarding the tourists, the folks who who spoke on behalf of the stadium at the state level was the president and CEO of our tourism agency, Steve Hill, mm-hmm. who heads the LVCVA, and also his sidekick, uh, Jeremy Aguero, who is the local consultant. He's kind of the go-to sports business guy here in terms of representing everything sports. They were the two guys who made the pitch to the uh, state legislature, and they believe that 30% of the fans at the uh, Oakland Athletic Games here in Las Vegas will be tourists. Keep in mind that this stadium is scheduled if Major League Baseball approves it. 75% of the owners still have to approve the deal. If they approve the deal, this stadium doesn't open until 2028. I mean, you have five years. Now, they'll probably play 2024 in Oakland at the Coliseum. Very similar situation, you know, to you guys in Tampa Bay, horrible, you know, facility. And then they have to find a place for 2025, 26, and 27. Well, they, can they play at the uh, the AAA team because the AAA? Well, team. that's just that's where I live. I I live. I'm talking to you about 12, 13 miles west of the Strip, uh, in Summerlin. It's a hardcore suburb. It's the doorstep into Red Rock Canyon, which is a beautiful area here. It's a big yeah. state conservation area. There is a very nice baseball park. In fact, since you're in town, JP, I invite you to come out. Uh, you should <laughs> yeah, you should check out. You should check out the stadiums at 10,000 seat open air stadium um it's there's a lot of cool amenities in it swimming pool 22 suites big club area behind home plate that's on the second level i mean it's 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 a great minor league stadium and there has been talk of the big league team bunking up with their triple a team for for three years but keep in mind you know it's hot here in the summer it's open air they're going to be playing in 100 105 degrees even at 7 p.m it's still like oven hot here. So there's been talk about maybe playing and uh, sharing the giant stadium or going to Sacramento or, I mean, that, that's still up in the air, but, you know, to your point, tourism is going to be a major part of the athletic stadium success. And keep in mind, the local County is Clark County. They're on the hook under the bill to float and to sell $120 million worth of bonds toward the stadium. Wow. And the way they're financing it is that all the money that is going to be charged on 17 different taxes and fees at that nine acre stadium footprint, that's it. So like if you buy a beer or a hot right, dog right, or a shirt right. or even an Uber ride, they're going to figure out how to like charge Uber rides to the stadium. That money will be collected and that will pay off hopefully over 30 years, the $120 million plus interest. Well, it, it 380, um, and I, we got we another guest coming up here a little bit. We'll have to cut it, cut it short, but 380 ain't going to pay for that stadium. I mean, that's got to no, be- so, so, so John Fisher, the owner, has committed to paying $1.1 billion, and the Athletics have promoted their deal by saying it's the biggest – single investment by a major league team in their own stadium. So he's come he's gonna come up with one point one billion dollars. Right. For exactly. Can you imagine he wouldn't come up he if he'd have done that in Oakland, they could have kept it there. I know. 
Can you imagine Sue Sternberg coming to the table with a billion dollars? Yeah, no. Well, he's got it. He's made it on the re- on the raise. Uh, hey, and here's a, here's a little tidbit. He's got a he's got an offer on his desk for one point five uh, billion, and may, maybe the, uh, the the price may be up to one point seven five billion. The offer that he has now on his desk, and it's not enough. He wants more. It's you know that's kind of a sad. <laughs> Think about that, JP. You know you you have, and I mean I went to the games too. I was there. Um, and uh, oh, I think was it oh nine when they went to the World Series. Oh wait, yeah. Oh eight. Um, they, it's an exciting team. I mean, yeah. it's a successful and, and, team. And the trop is not bad when it's full. You know, it's not it's not terrible when it's full. But it's just not you know it's just not a modern stadium with modern yeah, amenities. It, it, and, it doesn't have you know all the modern amenities that you yeah. see in the uh, retro style yeah. stuff that you see. Even though my partner Nick loves it, it uh, it, is, it is still called the slop. Well, Alan, let's uh, listen. We'll definitely get together for a beer while I'm here. I want to talk some more and find out what's going on with this baseball stadium. And we we'll haven't even have talked about we haven't even talked about the favorite team right now, the Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA. Oh, the Aces! That's right. It the Aces. Is, they it, got a big. They got a big game tomorrow, right? Huge game against the New York Liberty. Um, it is an incredible experience. You'll see ten thousand people packing. An arena that's actually not too far from you. It's at Mandalay Bay. It's the Michelob Ultra Arena. Um, you can get over there. Ten thousand uh, people strong, and wow. it's it's quite a show. I mean, and they have it's basically an all star team. JP, they have an yeah. all star team. Um, you know, they they added Candace Parker, who is yeah. really one of the biggest basketball personalities. Even, I mean, she she she's a big network. Um, you know analyst for for the NBA as well besides just being one of the premier players and they're playing a New York Liberty team that also has uh, just completely um, revamped their lineup it's a big deal here I mean they they technically won the first major league not they they won the first professional sports championship last year and they also had they also had a celebration on the strip as well well you may not know this but can you see this right here that's the Las Vegas Smash. Oh, there you go. You see my my shirt here, the Las Vegas Smash. Oh, that is that the Smash Ball? It's Pro Padel, Pro Padel League, PPL, Pro Padel League. It's the first North American uh, Pro Padel League. It's called Paddle. Other places in the world, they call it Pro Padel League, and they just won the inaugural Pro Padel Cup. So that you have another championship there in Vegas. Vegas is now going to become Champ of Vegas, I guess. Who knows? <laughs> there you go. I'll put you in touch with the owners. You can do a nice little story on them. They're great there, folks. There you they're go. Really, really cool folks. And they're going to be having uh, home matches here, I think, next year. They did a big tournament in uh, in the Zephyr Hills area, um, and now they're going to take it to each individual place. So I'll, I'll keep you posted on them. They're fun, really yeah, fun. Definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, Alan. Hey, thanks, man. I uh, really appreciate you coming on. We'll uh, uh, LASportsBiz.com is the website. And uh, tell the folks your Twitter where they can follow you. Yeah, just uh, check out LV Sports Biz on Twitter, and we have a special page on Facebook that we run all our stories as well, and we're on Instagram as well at lvsportsbiz.com. It's always fun to talk to you, JP. I always uh, brings back memories of that building right on the uh, Hillsboro there. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, fun times, man. Good times. The uh, convergence, right? Media convergence. <laughs> we, we were on the, we were on the cusp of it, my friend. It was we were the first to do it. And, the, cu- uh, the cutting edge, yes. The cutting edge, yeah. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate it, buddy. I'll All right, you have a great time in Vegas, man.
Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Alex Neldell, LVSportsBiz.com. Great website if you ever want to find out what's going on in sports business out here. All right, let's uh, let's roll right into our good friend Scott Reynolds from the Pewter Report. Without further ado, we'll get our commercials in later on. <laughs> what? What's what's wrong, Scott? You look great. The hair's I, good. I appreciate just, that, JP. You got FOMO because I'm in Vegas and you're not? Is that? Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I feel so bad for you that you're stuck out there in the desert, my friend. Um, it's horrible, just, bro. Just wishing you well and a speedy recovery and yeah. come back to Tampa. We miss yeah. you. You know, it was, I guess it was 98 degrees last night when we were walking on no, the No, that's not bad. Yeah, it felt like not bad at all. It felt like seventy five in Tampa. It really, it wasn't. You weren't sweating. Yeah. It was not. Yeah, it's. It, there's no humidity. Tampa. It's yeah, yeah. It, and it's crazy because you don't sweat out there, right? Like it's it, it evaporates the minute that like the surface is on your skin, and so yeah. you don't you don't have the illusion that like you feel like like you're in an oven, right? Like there's that bake effect, but um, no, I'm not talking about Baker Mayfield yet. We'll get to in a minute, <laughs> but but it's it's a different bake effect than it is in yeah. in Tampa where it's so muggy. Um, my wife Ashley and I we were out there two summers ago, and uh, we, we were at stayed at Mandalay Bay, and we saw Randy Hauser in concert. Great country nice. artist, nice, and it yeah. was it, it, the cool thing is 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 it took place in the pool, like they have this big wave pool and stuff out out back behind the resort, and. It, it got down to 109 degrees at night. <laughs> um, it was 119 during the day, so it cooled off uh, a whopping. Yeah, it, it cooled off to 109 degrees at night. And uh, but the thing is, is when the sun goes down, it's like you feel it, but it's not like you're baking. And we were like in the pool watching the concert, so like it was it was a blast. That doesn't suck. No, and uh, I think we're going to see. We might get to see Keith Urban while we're here. He's oh, got nice. a, a residency going. So cool. Uh, and then going to go see you. Absinthe, the show Absinthe, yeah. which is uh, heard about that. One of the best shows out here in O, yeah. which is another one of the great shows yeah. out here. Well, just so. stay strong, JP. We're yeah, you know, we're praying. I'm for doing you, it for you guys. You know, I, I you? That's cool. I do that's, this for for my audience. You know, that's awesome. Someone's got it. Somebody has so, to, so yeah. it might as well be you, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay. All right. So you mentioned Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And uh, the Bucks had him out at that beautiful uh, Rocky Point. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, which I must say, they've mm-hmm. redone the clubhouse. They've okay. paved the parking lot. All right. They've done a lot. Of, and my good friend Bobby. So less rocky out there. there. It's, it's less rocky. Okay. It's actually, good. it's they fixed it up nice. They put a lot of good. money into it. All right. So uh, they had. Uh, you should go out there and try it sometime. It's very nice. I, I would do that. Yeah. It's not quite, you know, some of the other golf courses we have that they could have taken Baker Mayfield out to, but uh, <laughs> okay. um, but they did take him out there to play a little golf. Left-handed, which I didn't realize he was didn't a left-handed that. golfer. Interesting, very interesting. But Pretty the cool. point I made earlier was because I think we all know by now, just from the verbiage coming out of one yeah. place, he's the guy, right? Yeah, there's he's no the doubt. Guy. Yeah. And I think that's great because I think if in the short period of time, if he's already won the job, that means he's he's impressed the coaches. Tremendously. Yes. And I think that if you're a Buccaneer fan, you got to say to yourself, you know what, this guy's got a chance to really be, you know, the Geno Smith of uh, 2023. He very well could. And the, the interesting thing is, is when the media was out there at, at the Abbott Health Training Center once per week, which is just on Tuesdays, right? That was always Baker Mayfield's day. And then we asked Todd Bowles, well, are you splitting the reps? Is this a, a legitimate con-? Yeah, we're splitting the reps. Okay. So, like, it's not always Baker's day. It's Kyle's day. We, we, we alternate days. Okay, well, the thing is, is, is th- there's three practices a week. Baker, Kyle, Baker, end of the week. <laughs> the next week, Baker, Kyle, Baker. So, uh, they're splitting them, but it wasn't 50-50, right? It was right. two to one. 
And and I I think that's a good thing because if Baker is the guy, he deserves more of the reps to help get this team ready for Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. And and we've right. won. And and I'm okay with that. At the same time, though, we had Dave Canales on the Peter Report podcast last Thursday. Great interview, bro. Holy Fantastic smokes. Interview. J- j- well, I mean, we just asked the questions. It was, he was the star of the show. I mean, usually that's what happens when the guest comes on. But, I mean, this guy was phenomenal. It was, And the great thing is, is you know, he's like this. You've been to his press conferences. He's very open. He's very thorough. He's very detailed and candid. And um, But the thing is, is, is when you're in the press con- conference environment, you have to share the questions, right? Like, we'll, we'll get ours in. Jenna from ESPN, Rick from... You know, the Times, you know, you're there asking questions. And so, you know, News Channel 8, everybody, like, it's split up. And so you don't kind of get into that rhythm like you do when you're running back and you're – follow up. With yeah, the, getting you know, fed the ball, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But when, when he was on our podcast, it was 30, 35 minutes of just, like, we get on a roll with Dave. And it was phenomenal. So if you're a Buccaneer fan, we'll get to the promos at the end of the, of this interview, but like go to Peter report TV, our YouTube channel, watch that. It's um, fantastic. It's, so it's a great interview. Very thorough. And what did you learn? What did you, what, what did you take away? I took away so much. We yeah. did a whole segment on our show about it yeah. and pointed people to it. What did you, what did you really take from it? Um, a couple things, uh, energy and fun. He yeah. wants football to be fun and football is fun when you're winning. But, like, you can also be miserable and fun at the same time. Look at the 2002 Buccaneers, right? right? Keyshawn Johnson was miserable, but he was winning, and winning cures all ills, right? And and then the next year, they weren't winning. They started off hot, and then Tony Dungy's birthday, and Monday Night Football, the Colts <laughs> implosion, and then it went downhill fast. And then right. all of a sudden, Keyshawn suspended, sent home, and then he's off the team, and, you know, he's fighting with Sapp and all that stuff. But winning it makes football fun. But... Dave is, is also a big believer in like having fun during practice, having like having a fun offense, right? That that is that is horizontal based, but it's also vertical based, right? It's got the deep shots from Mike, you know, and Chris, and, and it's got the the bootlegs, the waggles, and the short little throws to the running backs, the tight ends, the crosser, the crossers, the slants, uh, for the receivers to catch the ball on the run and and get yards after catch. And his approach to it is uh, is is just high energy. It's up tempo, and and I think that that makes it fun because the reason why Warren Sapp was 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 like John Gruden's favorite player here in Tampa, even though he was on the defensive side, is because Sapp loved the game of football. Right? Um, he he loved practice. Sapp didn't wait till Sundays to put on the show. Warren Sapp. Say what you want about Derek Brooks and John Lynch and, and Ronnie Barber. Sap was the fire starter for this team. Okay. And and Sap's energy um, in those dog days of December, right? When you're when yep. everyone's body's beat up and all of that, was still like at, at the high level. So it's Wednesday. He's like, come on, let's go. He's treating it like a game day. And Gruden always loved that about Sap because Gruden was a high energy guy. Right. And Canales reminds me of Gruden in that aspect where he's just up tempo high energy, come on, guys, let's go. And there's a believability about him. This guy's not called one play yeah, I know. since, like, high school, right? But, like, he makes you believe. Everything he says is logical, right? There's there's logic to it. The reason why he likes this horizontal offense is, it, what I mean by that is is all the eye candy, the misdirection, is mm-hmm. the, the bootlegs, the waggles, it tires the defense out. There's yeah. a lot of running. 
When you're just going straight up the field, right, as a defensive player, you're filling your gaps, you're rushing the pass, or everything straight ahead, and that favors the defense because yep. they want to attack the line of scrimmage, get sacks, tackles for losses, everything. But when you when you have a horizontal-based offense and you're running zone plays, the defense, well, guess what? Like, you're trying to fill your gap. Now the gap's moved. It's it's, right. it's moving this way. you got to move that way. And for every step laterally you're taking, you can't penetrate the line of scrimmage. And it just it, it wears defenses out. Look no further than Todd Bowles and the Bucks finally beat who this year? The Rams, right? Yeah. yeah. The Rams beating the Bucks when it mattered, and, and even like the last three times during the regular season, it, it certainly mattered in that in that NFC playoff game. And and they finally beat him on a last second touchdown. It was a depleted Rams team too. It was not the best version of the no. Rams by any means. Oh no. But. This defense, the Tybalt's defense, is a very good defense. Yet the Rams' scheme, which a lot of Canales' system is based on, has given Tybalt's fits. Look at the 49ers game. Same type of concepts, right? Yep. A yeah. lot of wide zone, a lot of horizontal motion and all this stuff. And look at the score last year. They got their, their asses kicked in San Francisco. And 49ers are a good team, better than the Rams. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, this offensive system works, and Todd Bowles knows it. And for him to hire a guy that's like, hey, uh, let me look around the league. What offenses give my good defenses fits? This one. Right. right? And, you know, I, I, I'm just thoroughly impressed. I, I would be shocked if this doesn't work. I, I'm at the point where I, I believe. And if this guy, if he can walk the walk like he talks the talk, this Bucks offense is going to surprise a lot of people. Totally agree. Um, Nick, you want to jump in here? Yeah, we've been talking – the running game, too, I think is going to be a big part of that, and we've been talking mm-hmm. a lot in the recent days, yesterday, a lot about Rashad White, and we kind of yeah. – we went back and listened to what he said after mandatory minicamp and his expectations, and, you know, we think that 1,000 yards almost might be selling it short, all purpose. It might, it might be. From, from it me. might be, yeah. What are, what are your kind of realistic expectations and how important he's going to be uh, to this puzzle? You know, I, I look at Kenneth Walker last year, who was a rookie in Seattle right now. Now, Rashad already has that rookie year under his belt. I don't care what team you go to. It's welcome to the NFL kit, right? Yeah, Wherever yeah. you go. Whatever, if you go to a crappy team, if you go to the Super Bowl champion you know, team, if you're on the Eagles or Chiefs or whatever, like everybody has their welcome to the NFL moment, right? Rashad's already got that out of the way. For Kenneth Walker last year, he was a 1,000-yard rusher in an offense that scored 21 points per game, which was – you know, that league average, uh, 4,000-yard passer in Geno Smith, first-time Pro Bowler, NFL Comeback Player of the Year, and they had a pair of 1,000-yard receivers in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So I would not be shocked if Rashad White, if Kenneth Walker can do it as a rookie, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Rashad White can do that and and still get Mike Evans his 1,000 and still get Chris Godwin his 1,000, and I wouldn't be surprised if Baker Mayfield, who's capable, he can sling the rock, of getting 4,000 yards as well. And I don't think it's going to take long. Now, I do think there's going to be some hiccups. I think there's going to be um, some bad days at the office. I think there's going to be, um, you know, some welcome to the NFL as a play caller moments for Dave Canales. He's going to make some mistakes. Yep. There's, going to, there's going to be a learning curve for him. And uh, and so I have no illusions that it's not like the Buccaneers offense is going to take the league by storm. There's going to be some, some bumpy days. There is. And I think they're going to lean on this Todd Bowles defense during that opportunity. But the one thing I, I love about Todd Bowles, and you know, I wasn't sure 
if Dave Canales went to Bowles and said, hey, can you institute some call-it periods? Or if Bowles, you know, kind of said that. And Canales, I asked him on the podcast, and he said, no, that this is all Todd Bowles, and thank God he did it because I need these call-up periods. And what I mean by that is usually practices are scripted. Usually the offensive and defensive coaches get together and say, hey, let's work on some slant passes. My defense needs help defending the slant, all right? We have all these guys we have to rotate through, our nickels, you know, our linebackers, first team, second, uh, second team, third team. So let's spend, you know, an 8- to 12-minute period on slants, right? You work on throwing them, we'll work on defending them, and, you know, and, and we'll have, like, like I want to work D Delaney, so make sure that the slant on the fourth play goes, you know, to his side, right? That's, that's the scripted practice. That's what coaches often do. Bowles said, this guy needs help calling live game-type situations. So we're going to have a period that is third and short, okay? And part of it will be third and five, Part of it will be third and two, then third and one, etc. And you just call it. I'm going to call it, and you call it. So Bowles didn't know what Canales was going to do, and Canales didn't didn't know what Bowles was going to do. And these periods were like 18 minutes long, longer than the usual periods. And these are 11 on 11s, and they don't fool around. Usually OTAs is kind of boring. It's like calisthenics, yeah. individuals, install, and then like you're an hour into practice. Okay, let's get together for an eight minute 11 on 11 period. No, these dudes jumped into it. Like 20 minutes in practice, we've warmed up, or we've done our indies, boom. And they would spend literally half the practice in different 11-on-11 periods designed to get Dave Canales. Uh, because whether you do it at the high school level, the college level, the NFL level, the PB level, like I had to with, with Pop Warner, it's like you got 20, 30 seconds. you got to, you know, where are you on the field? What personal groupings do you want on? Um you know what hash are you on? What's the down and distance? It's a lot of information to process, and you got to come up with the personnel grouping you want, the formation, the play call that's going to, and and then expect the defense based on film study of what they're going to give you and how to exploit that. And it, it's it's a lot happening like that. And this practice will continue. There will be some scripted periods in training camp. Canales and Bowles both said that, but. This is this is good, high-level stuff from Bowles here to make sure that his rookie coordinator is as prepared as he can be for this upcoming season. And don't you think it was kind of pretty telling then, too, the, the comment? I think Levante David made it, and I, I'm trying to remember exactly, but I might be paraphrasing here about, you know, they're giving us looks that, you know, we've never seen before. Right? It was something yeah. like that. And it got some mm -hmm. national play, you know, in the media because – you know, people tried to take it, well, this is a shot at the Tom Brady offense and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is overblowing it. But still, do you think right. that was a pretty telling sign that he said that? I mean, given the fact that, you know, he just looked at a Tom Brady-led offense for oh, three yeah. years in practice every day, and this one with the yes. guy who's never called to play, he's like, I've never different. seen this yeah. before. <laughs> yes. It, it really reminds me of when John Gruden came in, in 2002 yep. and, and brought his West Coast offense, right? Because for, for years they, you, we had seen kind of dungy ball in effect, right? And, and Gruden was very up-tempo, slants, you know. Um, uh, they would do like, a, like a, a bootleg or a waggle with levels, right, where you've got the short, intermediate, and then deep shot. And basically, you're just reading the safety. The safety come up, you go over top. The safety drops back, you go underneath, right? It, it's, and, that, and Brad Johnson was just able to execute that flawlessly. But I remember the first, um, because Gruden was a new coach, they had a, a pre-draft minicamp. And I remember the Bucks defense struggling, and John yeah. Lynch telling me after that first practice, like, 
holy crap, like, we don't get beat in practice. Right. I mean, there's a reason why the Bucks' offense sucked under Tony Dungy. Because yeah. the defense beat the living crap out of the offense every single day. The moral like, the, the, the wasn't. The, they couldn't get anything to work on Sundays. That's why the Bucks' defense was so great, because it had to be. Because they got nothing done on the offensive side during the week that worked. But now, all of a sudden, Gruden comes in with this offense. And when, when you're fooling the likes of John Lynch, you know, and Ronnie Barber, yeah. they're really smart dudes, uh, it takes a hold. And, and that's kind of the, the, the seat the sea, uh, shift change. here, yeah. seat change, that we're seeing with this offense. Um, without giving away, like, a trade secret here, I'm not going to talk about the, the formation, other than there were, like, three tight ends in, in this one particular play, and they give you the look like, okay, it's going to be run heavy. And then I'm, I'm not going to, like, diagram the play for you because that that would be like not cool but but these three tight ends like all shifted out and they went empty shotgun out of this yeah. and you're just like whoa you know and then they ran the play and it worked and the guy that that was getting the ball was wide open like right wide open and it, it, it just stuff like that gets you excited and you know me i'm a defensive guy i don't like right. offense right but like i'm looking at this going oh man this is Wow, this is some imagination. This is some creativity, whether it's from Canales's brain or he's borrowing from the best, which is like stealing, which is fine. That's what it's everybody okay. in the NFL does. Exactly. Great, as long as it works. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know that's what's got me excited about you know the offensive line because this the, all this misdirection, all that stuff is going to help these guys out tremendously. Yeah, uh, and they're they're an athletic bunch. They're a talented bunch. They've got good talent. Now they've got to put it all together. Yeah, uh, I'm still a little weary of Gedeke, to be quite yeah. honest with you. Sure. Um, I'd, I'd probably like to see Hainsey in that spot, but I know they got to keep Hainsey for the interior guys and backing yeah. them up. Um, but so, but I still think, you know, and I was taken aback a little bit. I don't know if we've talked about this when Tristan Wirfs talked about his transition. I think we we in the media are making a, making it a lot easier because we believe in Tristan Wirfs. Yes, and you know he seemed to be a little bit more hesitant than I yes. thought he would be. About I, yeah, it. exactly. That, is that does that bug you at all or uh, no? I, I, I mean, I, I think I think Tristan's a very humble guy to begin with. Yeah, and um, uh, I, I think he doesn't want to let anybody down, and right. so he feels oh. this pressure, and that he, he that he in his mind he doesn't want to make it seem easy, right? Because right? he wants to work at it and get really really good at it, and and I think for him. Um, just being better than Donovan Smith or just being a really good left tackle is not sufficient for him. Yeah. For him, in his mind, he has to be he has to become a Pro Bowl slash All Pro left tackle, and he mm-hmm. has to do it now. And that's the type of pressure he's putting on himself. And you combine that with the dude's athletic gifts and talents, yeah. and like I, I, usually you could say pencil him in as a Pro Bowler. I'm putting it in pen. I, I'm not doubting Tristan <laughs> Wirfs. So I, I, I'm fine with. with with him kind of almost kind of verbalizing some self-doubt because all, all that does is it just it lets you know he's thinking about it all the time. Yeah. It's, I can't be good, I have to be great. I can't be great, i got to be elite, right? Um, I, I don't give up sacks on the right side. I can't give up sacks on the left side, right? I have to, I have to be perfect at this. And that, that's all you want from any NFL players to perfect your craft. And to see this guy take it that seriously mm-hmm. and then verbalize that, like I'm fine with that. Um, just like Dave Canales, I mean, you know, he he said like, thank God Todd Bowles is doing these call it periods. I need it. Like I need this work. I need right. this help. You know, and it's that humility that 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 I'm 
I'm totally fine with. I, I uh, the other thing too is with Tristan is he's fine, and I've had some like private conversations with him. Like like last year, I'm like, dude, Ryan Jensen is not here. I mean, he's here. You see him, but he's like, you know, in the training tub. Like this is your offensive line. Like I know that you're still the young guy and all that. Like that's BS, dude. This is your offensive line. Right. Because guess what? In five years, you're the only person out of this entire offensive line room that will be here. And you'll be here probably 10 more years after that. So this is your room. You need to take control of it. I don't give a crap about your age. I don't give a crap about, well, you know, these guys have been here longer. No, you're, you're the Pro Bowl guy. You're the only All-Pro. Like, you are right now the most decorated offensive lineman in Bucks history, right? More than Tony Mayberry, That's more right. than Paul Gruber, it's you. And you got to realize that. And he's like, yeah, I think I've been trying to take on more of a leadership role. I'm like, do it. You have the gravitas. You have the personality. You have the credentials. It's your show. And I think that he, he's really kind of taken to that. You know, not just for me. The coach has been saying that in his ear like the entire time. Right. But, you know. But, and, and it's good to see him step up to the plate like that. You know. Yeah, I just had a couple. Gonna... I just had a couple. Or go ahead, JP. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Jack. Yeah, I just had a couple like kind of non on the non play kind of stuff real quick, just to ask you. But these mm-hmm. are the things that I keep up with. So obviously, yeah. I'm excited for the cream sickles. JP's not. Yeah. Um, yep. The players are excited yeah. about the cream sickles. Only once a year, JP. Only It'll once. Only once a year. But is it sounding yeah. like, by the way, because I was listening to some of the players talk about it, maybe yeah. they've seen it, a, a preview yeah. of it or anything. It, it's it, going to be a little different, a, right? Reimagined is how the team phrased it. Yeah, it's going to be different. It's it's not going to be the same uniform kind of raised our eyebrows a little bit when we had Rashad White in the podcast, and he kind of said that, like, whoa, wait a minute, it's going to be different. And then you heard Levante David's remarks. And the funny thing is, what people don't, like, understand is when when Levante was was saying, like, yeah, it's, you know, it's not going to be the same ones I wore in in 2012, right? Everyone in the media is like, oh, is it going to be different? Now, what what maybe you guys didn't see, I saw from my vantage point, because I was to Levante's right, was Jeff Ryan who works with the Buccaneer radio broadcast, and he's a fixture at the press conferences and stuff from an audio-video standpoint, um, and he's a Buccaneer employee. Uh, Jeff Ryan was in the back of the media with all the cameras facing Levante. He was in the back going like that. <laughs> so that tells me right there that, yeah, there is more to the story, and Levante was not supposed to let anything else out of the bag. Levante saw that and, you know, zipped his lips. But, yeah, I, I think we're going to see... He's got the uh, nuclear uh, uh, codes? Is that what, yes. That what, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's got the codes. It's a freaking we're, jersey, for God's sakes. People. We're, we're going to see a more uh, reimagined, that's their term, uh, but like a, an updated version of Bucko Bruce. Um, and I'm excited oh, for it. I think God. it's going to be cool. I'm going to spend, I'm gonna spend way Bucko too much Bruce. money on it, is all I know. I'm going to yeah. spend way too much Listen, money on it. Listen, I'll tell you what. Uh, after these monstrosities right here, okay, Oh God, that, that jersey. And the only reason I have it is because the team gave it to me for my 20th year. I, I'm waiting for. I'm waiting to. I got three, two, two more years, and then I'll be on on this Bucks beat for 30 years. And maybe the team we'll will give, give me. Creamsicle. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll give me like a pewter uh, yeah. jersey that would be appropriate for Pewter Report. But yeah, so uh, I'll update it then, and I'll get rid of this one. Plus, it's Rondé Barber. I mean, it's yeah. number 20. You know, I got to keep that. But yeah. but my point is. Thank God Ronnie didn't play in these uh, yeah. monstrosities. But uh, the w- when the team went back to their to their 2002, you know, Tony Dungy, John Gruden uh, jerseys, right? Uh, the 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 current look now, which is like the classic red and pewter look, which is what they're wearing, like home run. 
And you know what? I even like the fact that they 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 updated the helmet with with the new flag logo and and swords. It looks more modern. It's bigger. The the when it came out in 1997, it looked cool, but now it looks a little cartoonish compared to the the current helmet. Yeah. So I, I think between the helmets going back to the classic red and pewter, and then even introducing the all pewter, which is it's a cool alternate. Um, the Buccaneers, the arrows pointing up for their their jerseys and their uniforms and their swag. So I'm excited to see what type of little tweaks and stuff that they've that they've done to the to the, to the the throwback Bucko Bruce creamsicles. I think it's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited to see what they've done to the offense, much more than the. <laughs> yes. um, all right. So in honor of Vegas, we have to do a couple of prop bets, and okay. I weren't I wasn't able to find a whole bunch of them uh, yeah. player wise, but we could kind of talk just in general. Yep. Um, the win total obviously is out at six six point five. I'm going. I'm taking you over on that. For yeah, I'm sure. taking you over on that. Taking as you well. over. Here's yeah. an interesting bet: plus three sixty, mm-hmm. plus three sixty. Great value here. Okay. Bucks making the playoffs. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule it out because the schedule this year is easier than it was last year. I mean, yeah, the Eagles and, and the, the 49ers right. are on it, and they're still in the division, right? right. I, I still can't tell you that there is a front runner in, in this division. Right, oh, so so at so, plus three sixty, jump it. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm all about that. And they're also playing the other, at least, you know, per last year, the other crappy division, which is the AFC South: Texans, Colts, uh, Titans, Jaguars. Right, Jaguars won the division with at, with nine wins. Right, and and as much as you'd like to think, you know, Jaguars are you know they're you know they've arrived. Right, the Lions are, are also in the schedule. They've arrived. Um, not so fast. I'm just yeah. reminding people in 1997, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers arrived, and everybody the next year bought the hype. I mean, the Buccaneers in 1998. The players. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> 1998, the, the, the Bucks were Super Bowl bound and NFC champions and all of that. The players bought the hype. They finished 8 and 8. Yeah. And, and, and it was a shock to the system. Warren Sapp came in at 330 pounds, he was overweight. Everybody was buying the hype. They underwhelmed, and then they got their their act together the next year. And that eight and eight season was the catalyst for eleven and five the next year and mm-hmm. going to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, all right. So I, I like both those bets. The plus I like those bets especially. too. Especially that's almost you know four to one. If, if there's a prop bet for Mike Evans and a thousand yards, I'm smashing that too. I like I like I think Rashad White is a great prop. I think so too. I think people yeah. are under underestimating. You look at look at the the, the offense that they're going to run. And look yeah. at the players, and I think Chris Godwin is mm-hmm. going to have a monster year. You know, and I don't know if he's going to be used in that Cooper Cup kind of situation because I think Canales will put his best receiver yeah. in that situation. And I think the most well, that's I don't, you don't want to go back and forth with Mike. They're both fantastic, but I think Godwin is more versatile. Yeah, than Mike. and Godwin's going to see more time outside down the field, right? Yeah. That's the thing, and so that's going to keep Chris healthier because. When you're playing in the slot, which he was that Larry Fitzgerald role in Bruce Arians' offense, and just all of the, the pounding he took, right? I mean, a lot of he, blocking. A lot yeah, of blocking. linebackers. Blocking linebackers, crack down on defensive ends. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that, that wears you, right? And, and also, too, remember we would see Chris motion across the formation and actually be the lead blocker through the hole sometimes, right? So he's, yeah. in, he's in the line of scrimmage at 205 pounds trying to, you know, take on linebackers and, and – Block them out of the, out of the hole. Um, plus, just having to navigate, right? Get, getting rerouted by a, a linebacker and then getting jammed by a safety. I mean, now it's Chris go outside and win a one on one against a cornerback, and 
and uh, shows you can still do that. And, and I think he can. I think the explosion came back by the end of last year. Now he has not had to rehab. Uh, he's he's been able to rest. Right? He worked his butt off to get back by you know by the start of the season last year in Dallas, and and now he's had to rest this off season and recover. And I think his body is is really feeling good. And and you know what? Mike Evans is a problem on one side. That's Chris right. Godwin's a problem on the other, right? And then that's going to open up things for that slot receiver, and and for the tight ends, and for the backs out of the backfield too. Who who wins who wins that slot job? Or you think they're just? I mean, I've heard Mike Evans is playing in the slot sometimes. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, think they're going to move him, move Mike around a lot, yeah. which is going to get him way open. Correct. Yeah. If you look at DK Metcalf, right, he plays that that X position a lot, that weak side wide receiver. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. which is what Keyshawn Johnson played. I mean, I mean, Mike has played that spot for most of his career here in Tampa, but they will move him inside in the slot to take advantage of, of some matchups and move him around. And they did that with DK Metcalf in Seattle. So yeah, it, uh, I, I think that that slot receiver is, is going to be, it's going to be a merry-go-round, right? You're going to see Chris there, you're going to see Mike there, and you're going to see whoever oh wide receiver number three like is either Russell Gage, Trey Palmer has been killing it. This rookie looks legit. Um, Kalen Geiger uh, got some, some love uh, as a slot receiver. Uh, on, on the Dave Canals podcast, uh, you know, so he's a, a name to kind of keep an eye on. He was a, a practice squad guy last year. Devin Tompkins has looked really good. So um, I, I don't know that you're going to have that traditional, like, like down in, down out slot receiver like Chris was last year. It's funny. The only time Chris didn't play in the slot was when he was like flanked out wide for a wide receiver screen to catch right. defenses <laughs> off guard. Right. Right. Yeah. Crazy. All right, uh, tell everybody where they can find that Dave Canales interview, number one, and everything else going on at Peter Report. Yeah, it's uh, Peter Report TV, which is our YouTube channel. We do podcasts four times a week during the offseason, Mondays and Tuesdays at 4 o'clock Eastern time, and then Wednesdays and Thursdays we go primetime at 7 p.m. So we have one tonight at 7 p.m. We spent yesterday's podcast talking about the PFF rankings for the Bucks offense. Now we get into the PFF rankings for the defense. Tomorrow night we've got another Buccaneer guest, rookie tight end Payne Durham at 7 p.m. So you might nice. want to tune in for that. Um, I, I'm dismayed at my staff for booking all of these offensive players. We've had Cody Malk. We've had Luke Gedeke. We've had Rashad White. We've had Dave Canales. Now we have um, uh, Payne. Payne Durham. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, we need some defensive players, please. Well, the defensive you know? guys are older and get paid more, so they're not yes. going to do it. Actually, we're going to have Rondé Barber on soon, too. Oh, uh, good, good. Just yeah. because he's, I've heard he's, he's a pretty good guest. He's a pretty good guest. He's going to the Hall of Fame, so it, it might be fun to have By him. By the way, are you going to that? Because I'm, I'm going up there. Yeah, my, myself yeah. and my, my son and I are going up for that. Awesome. Fun. Yeah, Ashley and I are going up there, and, uh, you know, I've never been. Um, because it, it always falls during training camp, and right, we right. cover training camp like nobody else. So for you know, for me to break away, and and I told I told Sap I would, and I, I didn't, I uh, wasn't able to. But it's like you know, they've had Sap and Brooks and Lynch and Dungy, and and I, I promised Rondé because Rondé is my all-time favorite Buccaneer. We're not supposed to have favorites in the media. Same, same. Um, he's my all-time favorite. Covered every minute of his year of his years in, in, in Red and Pewter, just like you did. And he's number one. And uh, as a matter of fact, I told him out at we were at, at the K State season opener last year, um, watching the game. And and I said, you know, if you get in the, finally get in the Hall of Fame, um, I'm going out there. And uh, <laughs> and he did. And so I've already booked the trip, and and we're yeah. going, and it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, it's going to be good stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I I couldn't get my Ashley to go. 
She's like, okay. I'm not going to Ohio. I'm not going to Canada, Ohio, no. Now, take me to Vegas, yes, but I'm not going yeah. to Ohio. And, you know, it worked out because my son was like, yeah. There you I'd go. Love to go because he's, yeah. you know, he's known Rondé all his life. And right. He's really jacked about going. So it's, Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a blast. We'll see you out there. And, yes. uh, you know, make sure you visit our mothership, PeterReport.com, for all the, the Bucks news. We've got a ton of content coming out this summer. So, you know, you're on summer vacation, people, and that's that's fine. But – uh, never make sure a vacation you, for Bucks talk. Never a buck, never Bucks vacation for us. So uh, we have plenty of content on there. And then follow us on social media, at Peter Report, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, Scotty, I'm going to drop a hundo just for you and bring you back a ticket on the Bucks to make the playoffs plus Please. 360. There you go. That would be awesome. Love it. And I'll pay for your next yep. Vegas trip. All awesome. right, brother. Thanks, guys. See you, man. Appreciate Thanks. It. Great Scott Reynolds right there. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break here. Actually, it might be a little bit longer because well, we skipped that break. Yeah, and I was going to tell you, by the way, we have breaking news in the in the NHL world involving your Tampa Bay Lightning. So we got to get to that right on the other side yes. of the break. Yes, absolutely. All right, so some hockey talk coming your way here. Live from Vegas, baby. We will be back. Our thanks to the Jeeves Law Group, Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo will join us tomorrow. Uh, Italiano Insurance, the Golden Diamond Source, Extravaganza Productions, and American Mortgage Service. Thanks to all of our great uh, sponsors, and we appreciate you sending me out here to Vegas so I can gamble all your money away. Uh, back in, back in three. Stay with us. This is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just Get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up, they're going down, they're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients but it's the customer service that sets them apart they can shop all your insurance needs and save you big time money don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews 
Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa, and for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events, the Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions, they are awesome. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by, never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call, 727-894-2929, 727-894-2929, or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Let's go. Right now. Back to the show with JP on FanStream Sports. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show here live from Vegas, baby. 
Uh, we'll be heading out here right after this to go uh, check out some of the – I want to go check out some of the sports books um, around town, just see the different ones. Like Caesars is huge, and uh, they just redone there. Mandalay Bay's got a big one, so I'm going to – I'm gonna do a little uh, a perusing of the uh, of, of the sports books today, and Lord, Lord knows what else we're gonna get into. Well, I hope you made Who your knows? bets. I hope you made your bets for uh, in some outgoings for the Tampa Bay Lightning because we have our first of the off season. The breaking news here from Elliot Friedman: uh, The Lightning have traded Ross Colton. He's on the move to the Colorado Avalanche, and in exchange, the Lightning get pick number thirty-seven. Uh, overall second round pick in the NHL draft this season. So the Lightning suddenly oh, this one coming up. This one okay. coming up. They have a they have the thirty seventh overall pick in this draft now. Colorado acquired that pick yesterday in a trade with Montreal when they sent Alex Newhook out. So clearly Colorado making moves here to better their uh their their uh, top nine there. And the Lightning shedding money a little bit, looking to regain some of the draft capital. And mm-hmm. so there you go. That's the first the first big move of the offseason for the Lightning. I think this is just the beginning. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of people are speculating this is going to make room for an Alex Kalorn contract. Um, yeah, we had the report over the night or this morning from, from Dave Pagnotta uh, from Sirius XM NHL Network that said the Lightning pitched a long-term offer with a low – uh, AAV to, to Kalorn to stay in Tampa. doesn't sound like it'll get done. As of now, he's going to hit the market on July 1st unless Tampa Bay can move money, which obviously they did there with Ross. Now, Ross wasn't making a lot. I think he was just making a million, and he had one more year before he became an RFA, I want right. to say. So they had some control on him, but uh, I think his name, and Corey Long called this, what, a month ago? <laughs> when we yeah. asked, He said Ross Colton was going to be moved, and, and there you yep. go. So... It definitely sounds like the Lightning are making that play there where they feel like their window is still open and they're going to do everything they can to try to secure Alex Kalorn because it gives them the best chance to win right now. And you, know, you, you move a future asset, we thought, in Ross Colton. But I think we've talked about this. I don't think Ross's game has moved along maybe at the pace that we expected. Is that fair to say? It looks like he's kind of flatlined a little bit and his ceiling looks like he's just a third. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And he's scored some big goals for this team, but he's a third line guy. He's a third who, line guy. I'm sorry, who were you talking about? Ross Colton. Like Ross I, I Colton, think we yeah. talked about this. Like I feel like his progress is kind of flatlined, and I, I think, yeah, he's, a, I yeah, think he's a third I, I line think guy. That's fair. I think that's fair yeah. to say. Um, you know, I thought. You know, I really thought that he might be. You know, a, a better player than that. Get it, be a top six forward. Um, but it just hasn't happened. And for whatever reason, you know, I, I think he's got he's got some skills and. You know, I think he's he's got a great attitude. He fits in well with this team. Physical player, good playoff guy. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know they gotta they've got to shed some salary to keep if they're wanting to keep Kalorn. And I guess you know, and Kalorn obviously is on the back nine of his career. So we, you know, and he but he had his best season ever last year. And I don't want to get you know I I don't want to get fooled by that and, and give him you know some six seven year deal like the Tyler Johnson deal. I always thought the Tyler Johnson deal was a little aggressive, you know. I I, did, I just I thought it was too much money and for too long, and you know it was it, it for a while that that was a tough one for for the Lightning to handle. Um, I don't want to do that with Kalorn, it, you know. Later on in his career, um, but still had his best year. I think he's got another two three really good years in him. But beyond that, I don't know. Well, this you know, tells you. Know. This tells you though. We have this discussion with Kalorn. Is he going to be a kind of guy that's going to take little to stay here? Right, as many guys have. And if you believe the report that Pagnotta did, and 
I, I almost like I I try to not put as much stock because I think you know the Lightning keep things close to the vest more right. often than not. So maybe you have to wonder: Is this coming from a third-party source or a fourth-party source? I don't know if this is from directly from the Lightning from Pagnotta. I don't know. I'm speculating. Um, right. But if this is the case, though, and Kalorn has basically told the Lightning that I'm not going to take less and stretch out the term, I mean, I don't know what else the Lightning can do without making another radical move. And at that point, you have to ask yourself, is that worth it to bring a guy who's going to be 34 next season, coming off his best year, which is usually dangerous when they're going into a contract year. We know right, that. exactly. And, yeah. you know, is Kalorn the right? Because they've let other guys go. I Like Andre Pallad, I guess that's – and I know they were in a bit of a different situation last year than this year, but – they didn't make moves to keep Andre Pallott, but they're going to try to make moves now to, to you know, get rid of some of these future pieces to keep Kalorn. So is that the right move? I don't. I mean, this is a again. We've talked about this. This is really the biggest off season for the Lightning in a long, long time. Easily of JBB's kind of tenure here with with Tampa Bay, um, and I don't think they're done. I mean, I think Bogosian is clearly on the market. Uh, there's some veteran defensemen. Yep. Like, I've heard Oliver Ekman Larson's name thrown around, who looks like a great reclamation project. He's a Swede, so I know Hedman would yep. probably vouch for him. Eric Johnson's Absolutely. a name I threw out there. So I think there's going to be a flurry of moves around this team this offseason. No, I, I would agree. This this team's going to look a lot different than it did last year. And, you know, I have a lot of faith in Julian Brees-Bois that he's going to push the right buttons. And it's tough with the salary cap. There may be a little bit of relief coming next year. They might be able to add a little bit. Um, but we'll see. Um, I, I just think that, you know, Kalorn, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about the guy, but it's like you said, he's going to be 34. And it's not like he's the fastest skater in the world, right? This no. This league is moving to... You know, faster, more dynamic playmaking. Um, but then again, you know, he's he's a valuable piece, especially in the playoffs. The guy, and that's the most important part. The yes, guy comes is. to play in the playoffs. You yes, know? it is. So you you need those guys. If, you're, if but... your goal is to win, if your goal is to win a Stanley Cup this year and, and get everything you can out of this core of players, then maybe you overextend a little bit to keep Alex Kalorn. I don't think it's I don't think it's a horrible idea. But well, you know, here's at, what at here's some what... point you've no. Go ahead. Finish Sorry. your thought. Finish your thought. At, at some point. Like, look, we're all in with this core. I get it. But it's it, you don't want to be hamstringing yourself two, three, four years down the road where you just got – you have no draft picks. You've got – and you're going to go through just this horrible correction after, you know, what is you – know, some would call a dynastic run in, in today's modern NHL. I mean, to go to three straight finals and win two of them, nobody's going to replicate that in the next 15 years. No way. Mm-hmm. No freaking way. So I, I just – you got to be careful here, and you, you know you can't be sentimental. We love Alex Kalorn. He's such a great, you know, he's great for the community. He's fun, you know. The, all the, all the he's an influencer, right? He's he's he, he plays hard. A great attitude. It, you can't say enough great stuff about the guy. Except he's thirty four. He's going to be thirty four. So, you well, know, yeah, my, age catches up with everybody. Yeah, the, I don't want this team to become what Pittsburgh is now. And I know Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh would tell you, well, we got three Stanley Cups out of this core, so we'll take whatever it is. And I think you could say the same thing about the Lightning. We've gotten two Stanley Cups out of this core and four finals right. appearances to this point. We'll see if there's more to come. So I understand that's just kind of the way the, the game goes. But Pittsburgh right now is in that spot where year after year, they continue to tell themselves, okay, we have Crosby, we have Malkin, we have Latang. We have to go for it. We have to. Right. No, you yeah. don't. You don't have to. Nobody's forcing you because you have those guys. The fact is those guys just can't get it done anymore in Pittsburgh. And for the last five right. years, 
I think it's been all first round exits in the playoffs for mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. It just they just can't get it done. But it, they continue to try to convince themselves. I don't want the Lightning to get to that point. Because the fact right. of the matter is, regardless of the fact that they outplayed Toronto and woulda, shoulda, coulda, and lucky bounces and calls and it is what it is, the Lightning did get beat in the first round this year. It did happen. Yep. It did happen. Yep. And you just want to hope that this is not the beginning of a trend there as the East continues to beef up. And by the way, the speed in this league, it's in the East. Mm. It's in the yeah. East. The East was yeah. the was active at the trade deadline. The West was dead. I know the West ended up winning, but the East is loaded right now as it's ever been. And the Lightning have got to keep up. I think the secret there is to get younger. It's hard to do that when you don't have money. And is giving Alex Kalorn because I'm just projecting in my head right now, if it's a four-year, six to six and a half million, I'm walking away. I can't get sentimental, like you said. We've right. we've walked and because right. I'm also and keep in mind. I have to keep Steven Sampkos around to the end of his time as a Lightning, as a member of the yeah. Lightning. And he, his contract's got to be done. And until Steven Sampkos falls off a cliff or anything, which I don't see coming anytime soon, his AAV is going to be reasonably high. He's not going to get like $10 million. It's probably going to be a little bit less than what he's making right now at like the 825 or whatever it is, I'm going to assume. But you still got to right. factor in that contract, and he's older. And you got, and you have the the remember Sorelli, Sergachev, and Chernax kicking in this year. I mean, again, thirty four years old for Alex Klorn. Is that who you want to give that term to, at that price? No, I no, I just can't do no. it. I just can't do it. No. So yeah, and I don't think. Look, saying goodbye to Ryan McDonough the way they did was gut wrenching. Yes. For Julian Brisebois, you know, I spoke to him about that at an event um, not long ago. And, it, it, but what it tells me is, Julian Brisebois has the cajones yes. to do what needs to be done, and to make the tough decisions. Which, you know, a lot of people in this market don't. You know, when I'm talking about it, coaches, GMs, and sometimes you you just you get wrapped up in, you know, your favorite player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't do that. It's it's this is a business. This is about is not about what you've done. It's about what you're gonna do. You can't pay for past performance. It's a it's a surefire way to 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 suck them. And <laughs> here, quote that out. Uh, you put that out today, intern Nick. Sentimentality and paying for past performance on future contracts is a one way ticket to suck them. And we don't want to be at suck them. All right. It's it's just. We love Alex Kalorn. We love him dearly, but you just can't overextend that way. It it cripples you. That's that's and my thing. It's like we've given up. We've watched all these other guys walk through the door, and we haven't been sentimental. I don't even know if the Lightning right. even made an attempt to keep Andre Palat. But Alex Kalorn, of all the guys that we've seen come through and go away, that's the one that you're going to be sentimental to, and we have to keep. I mean, think of the ones we've lost that we love. I mean, Yanni Gord, love that guy. You know, Palat, you mentioned him, McDonough, all these guys. I mean, we don't want to lose any of them. No, we don't. In a non-salary cap world, if this was baseball, Jeffrey Vinnick would be shelling out money for all these guys. Listen, if this was was 20 years ago, if this was 20 years ago, the Lightning probably would be – realistically, if this was 20 years ago, the Lightning might be working on four straight cups. Right, yeah. Because they would have lost none of these players. Yeah, they'd, they'd still have this core together. It was an unbelievable core. Everybody fit together, hand in glove. Um, but it's just moving on is hard, man. That's why it's so hard to repeat in this league. 
It's so difficult. I mean, it's why you see teams that win cups fall off dramatically, dramatically, except for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. They're the only ones that have not. So, you know, we'll see what Breezebaugh does, but I have a lot of confidence in him. I think he has the, the aptitude and he has the cojones to make tough choices. And, and so far, his track record is spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. I'm trying, you know... There aren't a whole lot of moves that he's made that I think have been, uh, in terms of contracts and everything else, been pretty damn good. (laughs) Again, until I see it, Tanner Janot is always going to (laughs) be, until I see something from Tanner Janot, it's always going to be the move that you're watching the most closely going into this season. It just is, because they're probably going to give him a nice contract. They view him as he's going to be part of the new core, Mm -hmm. but... Can he be a guy that scores one goal and be a part of that? Come on. And give up the entire the entire draft capital for? And we understand at the time we probably we were going to talk great things about that move where the rest of the NHL trashed it because the Lightning had the ability to do that, right? Because they're in the window. But that's the right. one move that I told you. I think this past year, JBB's moves, this was the first year where I felt like his moves did not work out to plan as he thought they would. Uh, that was my. I, I still um, believe that. Okay, that, that's fair, but I'm not going to... I'm, I'm not, not gonna... taking anything away from him. I trust him completely. I think he's the best general manager in hockey. Just like I no, think... you could say that. Just like you know, I say think, with your chest, Just, just like I think I, I, Eric Deander's can... the best GM in baseball. Do I agree with some of the moves that he's made before? No. No. Am I wrong no. sometimes? Yeah, I could be completely off base here, but I'm just saying I can't think of one move that Julian Breesbaugh did in the 2022-2023 calendar campaign that worked like he thought it would. I think that's a fair assessment. It doesn't take anything away from him as a GM. I just well, think that's you're, fair. You're, base, you're basing that on the first-round exit, and I'm, I'm blaming the first-round exit completely on an exhausted mentally and physically that's fair. team. That's that, fair. That's, I, don't, I don't think it was because the moves were bad. I think it's because this team had just played way too much hockey in the last four years, and they were freaking gassed. And they still and it still took six or eight, six to eight goals off skates and crazy sh- stuff yes. to happen to beat them. And, and Toronto, you know, of course, we're, we're quickly out right, right after that. So, um, All right, so you guys want to comment on the Colton deal? Uh, Ross Colton heading to Colorado for a draft pick in the second round, a high second round pick. The NHL draft tonight, uh, by the way, in Nashville, starting at 7 o'clock Eastern time. So uh, watch Connor Bedard go to the Blackhawks, an organization that does not deserve him, by the way. Not one bit, but uh, they're going to get them, and we'll see what that that holds for uh, the rest of. That makes um, me sick. It does make me sick. It really does. That makes me a little. They don't deserve. They don't deserve Connor. Just get star after star scandals going on, right? And they they get Connor Bedard. Yeah, this is the way the NHL planned it. Third largest market. Um, All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, um, there's a question Richie P has has offered up here. I think is very important. JP, if you're in Vegas and you get some intel on the alien sighting from a few weeks ago, I have intel already. I have intel already oh, on boy. the alien sighting. So <laughs> you don't want to miss this. And we're going to talk some rays, by the way. Taj Brasley was uh, not good last night. Uh, so. You know who was? Lots more to come here. Oh. <laughs> I think you know who was great last night, actually. Mr. Long. We'll find out after the break. (laughs) Stay with us.
be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up. They're going down. They're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man, Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa, and for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events, the Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. 
The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions, they are awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is FanStream Sports with JP. Welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show. Uh, coming to you live from Las Vegas here today. Thanks to the Jews Law Group, J-E-E-V-E-S-LawGroup.com, uh, Bay Area Modern Medical Center. If uh, you want a new primary care physician, which uh, I've moved over to uh, to work at BAMMC.com. Greg, you can do your appointment right there online, by the way, folks. Just go book your appointment online. Go see Chris Lugo. Spend an hour and 20 minutes with me going through my past history. Um, all the other things that personalized a plan for me to lose weight, uh, to get my immune system even more robust, uh, just be general health, sleeping better, uh, taking care of a couple of uh, minor you know, back pain, a little bit of knee pain here and there. We talked about you know, getting stem cells. He's had a couple of clients uh, go down to Columbia and do some other therapies as well. So you know, he's not in there to, to make money off of you. He's there to get you healthy. And that's uh, exactly what they do at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. So get an appointment. Get a new primary care physician. Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. All right, partner. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see much of the Rays game last night due to travel and uh, other festivities. Um, But I did see that Taj Bradley had a tough night and uh, the lads uh, (laughs) lost uh, 8-4. Yeah, I was ready for this game, 9.40. I was like, okay, I'm wor- I was working last night. I was so excited to see Todd versus Zach Gallen. I talked this whole pitching matchup up. Thought it was going to be low scoring. And then we had nine runs scored between the two teams through two innings. Because that's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. And yeah. Todd, it seemed pretty apparent he didn't really have it. And Corbin Carroll, I should have mentioned him yesterday. My goodness, this dude is going to win the Rookie of the Year in a landslide in the NL. Three-run jack. And he's probably going to finish near the top of the voting in the MVP if the if the Diamondbacks stay steady and win this division. So he's a fantastic player. He hits a he hits a three-run jack. He just eats fastballs, and that's what he did last night. Christian Walker follows that up with a home run. They went back-to-back. Uh, so, yeah, Todd's not a great start coming off his best one. But, listen, I think we've talked about this with rookie pitchers. If you're going to bring them up here, you have to live yeah. and die by the rookie ebbs and flows of the season. What I hate That's for right. what I hate for Taj is <clears throat> you look at the numbers on the surface, you see oh four point five eight ERA, and it makes it look like oh he's not pitching that well. I don't think that tells the whole story in this case. And I, I'm one of those guys. I'm still a believer in ERA. I know a lot of people aren't, and I know it is what it is. But I think Taj is much better than that four five eight ERA as we've seen. I think he's still yes. electric. Yes. And, yeah. and give the Rays credit; they came right back in the second inning. And they put a four spot on the board. Jose Siri with his new dreadlocks. Did you see those things? I did see a pick of that. He what looked, is that all about? He looked like Tatis. He looks like Tatis completely. And they to- they said they told the story. They landed in Arizona. He sat in a in a chair in the hotel. He had someone come out to the hotel. He sat in the chair from six p.m. to six a.m. getting that done. What? Twelve hours to get those dreadlocks put in. <clears throat> And then he went to sleep and woke back up at 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. And then, you know, then he's awake for a few hours and then the game starts. He went through that whole process and then he ends up hitting a home run. He leads the, he leads the Rays in home runs, if you can believe it, with 15, 15 home runs. runs. And he's only played me? in 49 games. He's only played in 49 games. 15 home runs. 
I don't. I have to go and look at this. Has a has a nine hole hitter ever led a team in home runs to end a season? Has that ever happened? Do you think? No, <laughs> no. It's gonna make a bid for no. it. Well, here's the other question: How long is he gonna be batting in a nine hole? Well, you don't want to mess with him. I don't right? want to mess no, with him. Why mess with him? I, I, mean, no, I like still, I like him yeah. leading into. I I'm still a traditionalist. I love having a guy who can run, and and do that in the nine hole. I like that. I still like that. Going into the, the best leadoff hitter in the game right now, probably in Yandy Diaz, right? I still love that combo. There's no need to mess with it, in my opinion. Have you heard of this guy to Arise? <laughs> Have you heard of him? You know, it's funny. As I was saying that, in my head I was like, <laughs> I really hope Luis Arise is not the leadoff hitter for the Marlins. I'm not really sure, to be honest. Uh, side note, he's hitting back over 400 again after a 2 yeah. performance last night. Yeah. He's fantastic. But, yeah, just one of those games for the Rays. Uh, that just kind of got away from them early. When you give, when you spot Zach Gallen a five nothing lead, I know the battled back, but eventually he was going to find his stuff, which has made him a Cy Young contender. And you saw that happen for the Rays or for the Diamondbacks yeah. last night. Uh, and the other point I was going to mention, who had a great game, was your boy Longo. You think yeah. he was ready to three hundred and forty second career home run, and is now homered against all thirty teams. How about that? You think he was ready to play yesterday? Uh, Yeah, just a little, just a little bit. And you know the fact that he in the article in the Times, you know, said that he was, you know, he seemed like he was really interested in coming back to play for Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay, like you know, as we were just talking about, and I'm glad, I'm glad they made the move. There's no room for sentimentality in in professional sports. Sorry, we We, love you, Evan. We could make a come back for you can come back for the uh, for the for the old timers game. Uh, And he said he would. He looks forward to coming back, throwing out the first pitch or whatever. And we need an old timers game, by the way. Uh, raise raise marketing. I know you listen to the show, so can let's we, get that. Can Fans we, will go bananas. I'll over tell you that. what I want again. I used to go early for this. They used to do this with the Marlins every single year. Can we get the wives game? Can we the get wives game? The yes. wives what softball happened to the game? wives game. Can we get yes. that back? Can we get mm-hmm. that back, please? I used to go early to see that. They do that against the Marlins every single year back in the day. And yeah, it was, it they, was fun to watch. There was a great uh, charity component to it as yes. well. So, <laughs> yes, yes, let's bring that back. But, yeah, an old-timers game with Longo and, and Crawford and BJ. It would be so – the fans would freaking eat that up. Probably a softball. Bring soft, back Boggs and be a, be a softball game, right? Yeah, whatever. You know, you know, whenever they – they can play baseball. These guys aren't, you know, freaking in wheelchairs, for God's sake. We might have yeah. to put pitching screens up or something. I don't know. <laughs> Don't just don't put let Wechter go out there and throw because he hits people in those games. I have, I have a bruise to prove it. So he's he's banned. He's banned well, playing in the well, old timers game. Well, anywho, I'm just going to point out the Rays can say they didn't have a fit for Longo, and you could say we can't have room for sentimental. But his OPS is 870, which is third on that Diamondbacks team behind Corbin Carroll and Cattell Marte, right? Who are going to be all stars? He's third on the Diamondbacks in OPS. He could still play. Yeah, because he's hitting. He's hitting. Uh, isn't he playing as, as basically as a platoon now? Listen, I don't. Guy, I, sit- I didn't want him to play every day if he was for the Rays. I just wanted him to be in the clubhouse. I just. So want- you don't have Isak Paredes in his fifty RBIs? I mean, I mean, mean come on, now. 11, eleven home runs and one hundred and twenty-three at bats, eight seventy OPS. I mean, he's having a hell of a batting, year. Is he batting exclusively against uh, left-handers? They're using him. I, mean, in a- I don't know. He, no, he, no, hit that, he hit a bomb yesterday no off a righty. Versatility, no versatility. 40 games, he uh, plays like half the time. Like, I'm not asking for, like, I'm not asking for him to play every day. I just wanted to see it again. 
Well, again, if he's not playing every day, he's not playing second, he's not playing short, he's not playing first. You know, if you can get him to play first base, okay. You know, why can why can't he play first base? Come to think of it, I mean, everybody else plays first base. I I don't know. I think I think Bendix was right in his quote. He's just not a good fit because he makes too much money too. No, you know? he doesn't. Why, why are we going to pay? Why are we? I know he doesn't make a lot of money, it's but why are we going to pay him four million? Yeah, for the Rays, I guess. You know, when we're paying Paredes, you know, seven hundred thousand, Stu will lose his freaking mind. Are you kidding me? No. I, I'm good. I'm good without him. I'm good. I'm fine. I love him. But again, you know, making decisions based on sentimentality is a one-way ticket to suck them. So, oh, well, that was really going to make the race suck, wasn't it? Having him in the locker room, it really was. Well, they could. You know, I think we can see right now they could use an, an elder statesman. There's no question about that. That guys look up to. Um, like, I'm not saying it's the worst idea in the world, but I just. You know, this it's a, I don't think it's a good fit for this team. I think fit is the key word there. You know? You got a bunch of young, um, exciting, Latin heavy baseball team that seems to have a great vibe to it, except for one guy who you know, whose ego is is run wild. By the way, I'm on Twitter yesterday and, and somebody's taking me to task for my, my take on Wander. <laughs> stick to hockey, and pal. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> stick to hockey. Um, and I'm like, and he's like, and I'm like, yeah, Wander didn't wear, the only guy who didn't wear the shirt, and he goes, because he didn't like the fabric. <laughs> that was a good response. That was a 10 out of 10 response. <laughs> it was fantastic. I was like, but I, I think this guy actually believes that. I think he believes it. And would, and he, I'm like, really? Well, I gotta, I gotta... I got some land, some waterfront land down here in Vegas to sell you, well, bro. Come listen, on. Listen, I don't. I'm not trying to like focus on that story, but like the fact that everybody is just trying to like just sweep this under the rug and it's all over with and we're moving on. It's like, yeah, of course we have to move on at some point, but like to act like this is not fresh or it wasn't a big deal at all. That's what people were saying. They were like, this is not a big deal at all. It's just, we're going to move on. It's fine. Like it's the star player who has the big contract that was benched. For being a bad teammate, those were the words. Not my words, not my words. Kevin Cash's words. Okay, and the, Ra- and the Rays don't come out publicly with these things usually. Thank you. It's Thank like, you. why is everybody trying to sweep this under the rug? It's like you people are living in fantasy land. I understand the Rays are fantastic, and y'all just want to talk about good things and keep it. That's that's fair. There's to an extent, I'm like that as well. But to act like we could just sweep this under the rug and no sports talk show in the area is allowed to talk about this anymore. Really? <laughs> really? Look, because I know we're, we're not it. we're not the only ones doing it. I know, like six twenty is the same but thing. They're they're fan. talking about it, but th- it's it's yeah. it's a big radio discussion. It just well, is. That's being a, listen, that's the difference between being an objective observer of sports and talking about it uh, for thirty five years in my career, and a guy that you know looks through raised colored glasses and doesn't you know and sees only you know great things for the rays which is great you're a fan that's the way you should be congratulations but that's not my job that's not my role um and you know to take people i'm not taking you to task for being a fan i'm saying good for you but i'm like eh, you want to tell me that uh, i should shut the hell up because you know you're you're making a bigger deal out of it this is bullshit i'm like first of all you know I know a lot more than you know than we that we can't really talk about. Okay, that I'm I'm I, I'm not going to burn my sources on this stuff, and they gave it to me on background information. And if we listed, 
the things that Wander has done in the paper or on this show, um, it would not be good for this team. So let me just tell you that. I'm, I'm being a good soldier in that road, in that way, and not you know airing all the dirty laundry out there. Yeah. So and, and by the way, Mr. Ray's fan. And mind, by the way, may I remind you again what happened last year? Which the Rays can sweep that under the rug all they want and say nothing happened. It wasn't a big deal. And they tried. We all know what happened. We all know what happened. Okay? There was an altercation between Yandi and Randy, and it tanked the chemistry of that team. And don't tell me, well, that was last season. No, it matters because it tanked sure. the chemistry of the team last year. Big time. People. Big time. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Okay. Yeah, and we're by trying, the way, if you haven't noticed, when Yandi Diaz doesn't doesn't play, this team's not very good. Exactly. So when, you, so like, when one of his teammates beats him like, up and he can't play for ten days, it's not that it's, hard it's to figure be. out. I'm using what happened last year to add context to this year and the fact that they're on a historic pace right now and they're the best team in baseball. I don't want anything to affect that. Exactly. That's why I'm calling. That's why I'm talking about it right now. I don't want it to be a serious issue, but to say we it, we, we can't talk about it. As we said when Topkin first wrote the story, what, a month ago, three weeks, a month ago, and there were quotes in there from Eric Neander, and I, was, and I told you folks right then, I said, this is a problem, because this is not, this didn't just happen. This has been going on for quite some time. For the Rays to make that type of move to, and I, and I believe this wholeheartedly, that for them to go to, the, to Topkin in the press and say, hey, we, you know, there's something going on with Wander, and we need to get it out there, and hopefully it'll put some public pressure on them. And this is my take on it. I wasn't there for the conversation, but uh, there's some things going on, and you know, we'd like to talk about it and in, in in, in get it out there. So, well, obviously, Mark's going to go. Uh, yeah, what you got? Oh, but oh, but but, but oh, <laughs> I'm taking notes. But JP, notes right now. But JP, Mark Topkin is supposed to be a fanboy of the team, and he's not no. supposed to print it, no matter what, because we no. can't talk about negative things with the race. We just can't do it. <laughs> I know a lot of people now in this generation think that censorship is a good thing, that you should just... You know what? It's not a I'm good starting, thing, folks. At I'm least starting, the very bad things. I'm starting to, think, I'm starting to think the Tampa Bay sports fan is just soft. I'm just starting to think that. Okay, because I'm seeing all the USF Ooh. people who are, we, we had this Ooh. discussion yesterday, all the USF people are crying, bitching and moaning on Twitter, right, because they have to go use their thumbs to get their grievances out against the Times, they don't like us, <laughs> and they write hit pieces, and then what does the Times do this morning? Hold on, let me bring up the exact, the title of the article. <clears throat> let me read the exact title of the article here, real quick, real quick, da 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 okay. How USF lost and UCF won the conference realignment war on I-4. And USF fans lost their mind this morning at this article. How dare you? No one should give this. We're not giving this any attention. Uh, yeah, you are. You read the article. You want to know how I know that? Because it's the most read article on the Times this morning. Okay? Yes. So you can tell me all you want about the Times. and like, They just wrote that article and you read it. You did exactly yep. what they wanted. You read the article. And that's why it was written, and it was a well-written piece, by the way, might I, might I say, by the way, from Matt Baker. So get Excellent off. Piece. Stop being Excellent soft. Piece. Just stop yep. being soft. We'll talk, we talk, I think we've been overwhelmingly positive about the raises here. How could you not be? Yeah. No, listen, you're, you're 100% right. I think uh, Tampa Bay fans can be very thin-skinned for their particular teams. And there's nothing in that Times article that we haven't talked about on this show. No. We went through it the other day. Why, why, this, uh, why this happened. And it, and it goes right to the top of the leadership of USF and Judy Genshaft, who just was not a big supporter of athletics. And USF has never really been 
an athletic school. It never has. It's always been on the fringe. And you you came you had that list yesterday, the top twenty five enrollment uh, schools, public universities, public and private actually. And you look at through that whole thing, the the one that does not belong in terms of athletics is USF because they you know during Judy's tenure and previous to her, athletics were never a priority. Oh sure, we got a basketball team. That's kind of cool. Yeah. We were good a couple of times <laughs> under Lee Rose. Yeah, that was fun. But there was no serious, uh, you know, facility investment. There was yes. no serious. And, and it, by the way, when you can't bury your past when you're trying to come back up and be a player. You can't bury your past. You have to talk about it. You have to say what went wrong. You have to acknowledge. You have to acknowledge what went wrong with the with the university and the program. What allowed the the school in UC, uh, in, in Orlando, you know, whatever eighty miles away or whatever it is. To overtake you in a short span of time. You have to acknowledge what happened there, what they did well, what can USF replicate, and how can they get to the dance. There's nothing exactly. wrong with pointing that out. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, and, and why did they, they pass him up? Because they built the on-campus stadium. They got an atmosphere going on campus. They started to re- attract recruits. They hired a couple of big, serious coaches. And guess what? They won in football, and now they're in the Big 12, and you're not. So why don't you, instead of bitching and moaning and whining about a newspaper pointing out the obvious and a, and a, and a, a show, the J.P. Peterson show, pointing out the obvious, start you know rallying around your team. I've said this for years. The fan base has to rally before you're going to get the team to rally. Okay? you got to create an atmosphere at Raymond James Stadium. By the way, you're, you're getting a new stadium. It's not going to be done for four years. All right? You've got, you've got to pour into Raymond James Stadium as your stadium, create an atmosphere to get this thing going. And, 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 the, and, the, and the students have to be a huge part of that. They have to lead the way. And, yeah, you've got to win some dadgum football games, Alex Gullish. Go win some damn football games and get some, get some exciting football in there, which I think he's capable of doing. With this schedule, you should win six games at least. Um, but... You know, bitching and moaning and getting mad at the, the messenger is not the way to go about it. Grow the F up, okay? And, and, and stop acting like such a, you know, um, like you're entitled to some you know, great, spectacular coverage. Yeah. It's not there. If you, if, you don't, what? if you don't like the articles, and this goes for the same thing with the Rays, if you don't like the, the negative press about it, don't read it. Just don't read it. Turn it off. Absolutely. But you're reading it. That's the thing. The people that are saying, well, this is awful. Why are you re-? You're reading it. You're giving them clicks. Yep. Stop yep. doing it. And so maybe yeah. something will change. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, oh. yeah, what else did we want to get into here before rant we over. get out of here? Rant no, over. I love, I love your rant, though. I love your passion. That was great. People are going to get mad at you now, though. You know, you're going to have to put up with that. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I speak. I speak what I. I speak what I mean, and I mean what I say. Okay. End of no, story. I, I, I love it. You're absolutely. You're, you're spot on. And by the way, you're not some UCF honk. Uh, you know, going after USF because you also have. Some no, I, I want. I want them to be successful. I, I listen before I was. So do I. Before I so even. Do I. Before I even knew what UCF was, and before I ever even went there, considered going there. Uh yeah, I I, uh, I went to the USF games. I had the, the 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 seven jersey that was supposed to be BJ Daniels. I had all that. I worked to school all the time. It was cool. I was US. Yeah. I considered myself a little USF fan. I don't consider myself a USF hater by any means. I tell you all the time. I told you yesterday. UCF fans are the most delusional bunch in the world. <laughs> I mean yeah. it. Oh my goodness. Anyway, 
Yeah, a couple other stories I saw last night that I wanted to hit real quick. Uh, just sticking in baseball, did you get a chance to see the the greatness of Shohei Otani last night? Yeah, I saw some of the highlights. That My, dude, I, it can't be talked as about. As I've told enough. you, MVP every year <laughs> until he dies. It's almost like the MVP is <laughs> like not even like good enough at this point. It's I, not. I, it, this he's this is crazy. This is he hits a home run like every night. Last night he hits two. Uh, the second one he hit after he got pulled out of the game for having like a broken fingernail or something like that, and he he hits it out with like one hand. It was like a change up away. He swings with like one hand and takes it oppo oppo taco. I mean, he's leading Major League Baseball in home runs, RBIs, OPS, and then he struck out ten to boot also last night. It's I can't get enough of it. I can't mm-hmm. say it enough. I mean, he's the most talented player in the history of baseball, and we have the opportunity to watch it. Before our eyes, like I'm trying to like live in the moment with Shohei Otani. The coverage, if you're complaining about, oh, stop shoving him. We're not shoving you down our throats or anything like that. Yeah, it's it's no. granted. It is can't granted. Get enough. I can't get enough of watching this guy. It's appointment television every single every single time, and he is the runaway MVP. And if somebody wanted to give him seven hundred million tomorrow, I wouldn't bat an eye. I wouldn't bat an eye. I'll give him a, I'll give him a piece of the ownership if that's what it takes. I don't care. Yeah, I I. I it, and I see people like, oh, we should trade for Shohei Otani. As fun as that would be, it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. You'd have to give up the Sunshine State Skyway at least. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, there was a little article um, in the uh, Times about the uh, goings-on over in St. Petersburg and the, in the race stadium, and the Times has come up with, uh, even though um, the Mayor Welch is doing everything he possibly can to keep everything out of public records. It looks like there's uh, there their um, negotiations with the Rays, or at least their presentation to the Rays, is is coming up pretty soon uh, and going to be finalized. But um, you know, all of this is just a, a bunch of uh, wasted time in terms of, of what's happening, in my opinion. Because, like I said, the game that's going on in St. Petersburg is not the game you think it is as two people have said to me that with very close ties to the uh, negotiations that are going on. So I still don't think it's going to happen there, but um, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what Welch comes up with. And I still, I still have yet to see any public um, discourse as to what the public thinks about spending all this public money um, for a failed location in a stadium. So we, uh, we shall see. And, and when, it, when is this going to be presented to the city council? That's what I want to see. I want to see. And how quickly is it going to be voted on? And how much uh, public comment is there going to be? So uh, we'll see. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't digested the entire uh, piece yet. So I'll do a little bit more research and get back with you tomorrow on, on all that stuff. So um, we shall see. Yeah. And other, also right. another uh, crazy story yesterday. Fortunately, he's okay. Leonard Fournette, I'm sure you saw the pictures that he posted his car caught on that was fire crazy. yesterday on the interstate near, uh, was it, Fowler Avenue, I want to say? This happened on yeah. I-275. Uh, not sure what happened yeah. there, but that is, ooh, that's frightening. That is, I'm, I'm, I can't believe you got has, out of that the way I, when I saw the car. Has he been, was he been, has he been signed yet? No, he's, st- he's, nobody's he's, gonna sign. he's still a free agent. He's still a free agent, obviously living in Tampa still. Now, I, I saw some of you people on Twitter uh, wanted to make jokes about Leonard Fournette and his weight. Oh, please. You know, how how, how fat is he now that it, his car is catching on fire because the motor's working too hard? People That's said mean. that. That's mean. People said Very that. Very mean. 
Yeah, and it's, of course, of course, people said that. They, you know, they're very mean. Yeah. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I think they thought it was a joke, but you know, good, good thing he. Yeah. He got. He he got out alive. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then uh, how does your car catch on fire though? That's that's just bizarre. I, I like have, a new car catch on fire. I have no idea. I mean, I'm I'm spec. I don't even want to speculate, but I, you know, can't something happen? Like if you run it dry with the coolant and all that, it can it can catch fire. I believe. Yeah, maybe something, something like that. So, yeah, you got got to put some coolant in there. Pay attention to the lights yeah. on the car. I don't know. Who knows what happened there? But obviously, fortunate that he made it out okay uh, from that we'll, situation. We'll leave on this note. Uh, from Thomas Casper, when Tropicana Field tests the ground, all hell will break loose. <laughs> that's, get the, that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. They'll finally get the deal done for the stadium, right? With all this fanfare, we'll have more marching bands and everything, and then the EPA will come in and test the soil and go, uh, you got a hazardous waste dump here. <laughs> you can't build here. How'd you get this done? How'd you get this done 20 years ago? I don't know, 30 years ago. I don't know. Um, and then it'll be the end of that, and then they'll have to build in Tampa. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be funny? Uh, we shall see. All right, um, I'm going to go out and brave the uh, 110 degree heat here in Vegas today. See what kind of shenanigans I can get into 